Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, dear God, we thank you and praise you, dear Lord, for your precious gift of the Holy Spirit that keeps us, comforts us, leads us, and guides us. We thank you, dear God, for this opportunity to share in your word today, Father. We pray that we may learn something from it, that it may, it may help us in our daily walk with you, dear God, and encourage someone's heart. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, amen. Get one of the notes situated here. All right, church, there is a problem that exists in our society today, amen. And it's not a new problem. It's a problem that's been here since the day of uh, the beginning of time, and that problem is temptation. And I'd just like to talk to you for a few minutes about overcoming temptation. One thing about temptation, it'll never leave here. It, I don't, it won't go away. It's always here in this world. But the good news is that through the word of God, we can learn to overcome temptation. Amen. And I'd like to share a few scriptures with you on this morning concerning that. But first of all, we need to know what overcoming is. To overcome is to succeed in dealing with a problem or a difficulty. To overcome is to succeed in dealing with a problem or a difficulty. Now here's temptation. Temptation is the desire in some cases, strong desire to do something that is wrong or unwise. Temptation is the desire to do something that is wrong or unwise. Amen. The Bible has a lot to say about temptation. And I'd like to take you to a passage of scripture, very familiar passage, where Jesus gave the disciples some very sound advice concerning temptation. And I'm going to begin reading at Matthew's the 26th, the 36th verse, sorry. Matthew's the 36th verse. And as you can tell, I'm still trying to catch my voice, my, my breath here. But um, it's going to, it reads as follows. Then come up Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane. And he saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go yonder and pray. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful, very and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto the death. Tarry here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thine will. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep, said unto Peter, What you not, what ye not watch? With me one hour? Can you not watch with me one hour? 
And verse 41 says, watch and pray. Now, this is the very profound statement he made. And this is what the, uh, he advised to them. <clears throat> watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's what we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis is the struggle between our flesh and our spirit. Amen. When you receive the gift of salvation, you receive a portion of God's spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and it helps you, lead you, and guide you into make decisions, wise decisions. It's also there to comfort you. Amen. But on a daily basis, we deal with decision-making. And our flesh is always dealing with temptation on a daily day basis. Amen. Temptation, again, is the desire to do something that is wrong and is unwise. The things we are tempted with is out here in the world is plentiful. Our adversary, the devil, he just sets a smorgasbord of sinful things that we can get involved in. Anybody agree to that? Amen. Now, God doesn't mind us enjoying life. Don't get me wrong on that. God doesn't mind us enjoying life. But the adversary, you, Jesus in the, in the passage here told him to watch and pray. And what was he telling them to watch for? The different tricks and the different uh, things that the enemy has out there to set us. We all know that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy and to destroy what? Our relationship with the Father. So he's always out there trying to trip us up. Now, the devil cannot touch you. He cannot harm you. He cannot make you do things. We see people all the time say, oh, the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do it. Your flesh was tempted. And you just yield to that temptation and did the thing which was wrong or possibly unwise. Amen. I want to take you to a scripture, James, the 13, the James, the first chapter, 13 and uh, verse 13 and 15. It says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted. And neither does he tempt any man. Amen. God cannot be tempted, but neither does he tempt man. It's always, it's always the enemy that plant things around us. Now, you need to know this one thing. Though God doesn't tempt you, sometime he will stand back and let the devil test you. You hear what I'm saying? He will let the devil dangle things in front of your face, set out things before you, Shine spotlights on the glitz and the glamour. We all see it in the world. If you go out um, in the city late at night, you see, oh, it just looks so glorious. It's so tempting. It looks so fun. We just got to get involved, our flesh tells us. But the spirit is that little wee voice that says, okay, if you do this, this is going to be the results. Okay, you know this may not be right. You know the outcome of this. But it's the flesh that takes on that Nike mentality and says, just do it. 
You've seen the t-shirts, just do it. If it feels good, just do it. Our flesh loves pleasure. It loves pleasure. Amen. And if you're not careful, you can go overboard with that feeling. Amen. Let no man say when he is tempted that he is tempted of God. God cannot be tempted with evil. <clears throat> Neither can he any man. Neither will he eat any man. <clears throat> we all know. <clears throat> excuse me. We all know that the enemy, the devil, tried to tempt Jesus when he came out of the wilderness. Excuse me. After forty days of fasting, Jesus came out of the wilderness, and he was met by the devil. <clears throat> the devil said, "If you, knowing he was hungry, said, if you be the son of God." Take these stones and turn them into bread. Amen. And Jesus responded with the scripture. He said, it is said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. And then he took him up to a high place and a mountain. And he said, if you be the son of man, then cast yourself down. It is written that God has angels charge over you. And Jesus responded again and said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Then he took him up on a high place of the temple, amen. And he said, see all these kingdoms and all this glorious stuff. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he asked and he told him, I will give you all of this if you would just bow down and worship me. And as you notice, the devil was trying to tempt him and earlier he tried to tempt him with even with the word of God the devil knows the word of God as well so he told him it is written thou shalt not bow down to any god thou shalt have no other gods before me it is written get thee behind me Satan then Satan left his presence amen only to return later on listen what it says and James 1, 13 and 15, it says, let no man say, oh, no, not that one. Listen uh, what it says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest ye fall. This is the King James Version, so it's got a lot of ye's and those and thus and all of that. But what is it saying here is you may think you are in control of your life, but you're not. We all know the popular saying, I got this. The little cocky saying that we say, I got this. You know, hey, why are you doing this? Or why don't you do that? Oh, I got this. I got this. But when it comes to life, when it comes to life, you don't got this without the grace of God. Without the grace of God, you don't have this under control. You may think you do. Oh, yeah, we may go to work and we may be able to gain a lot of material things and all of that. But when it comes to this life, we're not in control, especially when you're a, a child of God. Now, if you're out in the world, if you're out in the world, you are under your own control. And the bottom could fall out of that easily, easily. But when you have the grace of God upon your life, amen, somebody, when you have the grace of God upon your life, 
Amen. He will help you through any situation. And we're going to see that later on in Scripture. We know all our forefathers in the Bible, their God has been tempted, um, has been tempted. We know that Adam and Eve temptation started in the garden when Adam and Eve was tempted. <clears throat> they yield to temptation and now we have um, we're still paying the penalty for what Adam and Eve done. And I always think about the scripture that says uh, when he told Adam, uh, because of what you did, you will have to now live by the sweat of your brow. And when I'm out there in the yard working or I'm at work and I'm working hard, I, you know, sometimes I tell myself a little joke. Oh, that darn Adam and Eve, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be going through this. <laughs> amen? Amen. And so just like the women, amen, when you bear childbirth and you go through those pains, amen, it's because of Adam and Eve yield to temptation. Amen. Jesus was tempted. Samson was tempted. Samson in the Bible. Amen. He, uh, and Delilah. He had a secret. Everybody was trying to find out why he was the strongest man in the world. And because he yielded to the seduction of Delilah, he gave up his secret. He was tempted and he yielded to temptation. We all know the story of David and Bathsheba. Amen. How David was on his roof and he saw a beautiful woman uh, bathing. Amen. And he sent for that woman. And one of his uh, helpers went and got the woman and brought him to him, and he slept with that woman, and she became pregnant. Now, David was a man of God's own heart. David was a strong man. He was a warrior. Amen. But it just goes to show you, I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how much favor you think with God, you have with God. You can be tempted, and you can yield to that temptation if you're not watching and keeping your eyes open for those uh, temptations that may come upon you. Keep in mind that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing to do the right thing, but your flesh is weak. But here's the good news. You can see temptation when it's coming if you know the word of God. If you're in the word of God daily, you can just see it coming. The things that you normally do or used to do, that seemed uh, just like fun and games, just a party. But some things that you were doing, once you read the word of God, it'll let you know that you yield to, to temptation. That's why it's vitally important to stay in the word of God. Amen. Amen. In the book of James, first chapter, second verse through five, it says, But brethren, count it all joy. When ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let me tell you, when you develop patience, man, you have such a peaceful life. Such a peaceful life when you develop patience. You're not out there trying to do what everybody else do. You're not out there trying to get what everybody else get. You're not out there with the worldly thirst that you used to have. When you have patience, oh, it's nothing wrong with wanting that dream car you wanted or that dream home you have, but it takes patience. Sometimes you can go ahead of God and mess things up. How many know what I'm talking about? 
you can be, go ahead of God and mess yourself up if you're not staying focused. Amen. And it says, but let patience have her perfect words, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and brightly, if I got that word right, not and it shall be given to him. Listen, if you always falling for the same temptation and you're like, man, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. It, poss- it may be a possibility you just need to pray and ask God for some wisdom. Amen. If you just keep making the same mistakes in life, you're trying to do it on your own. But God is just willing to help you out. He said, all you got to do is ask for wisdom. You have not because you ask not. Is that what the Bible says? Amen. So if you're making the same mistakes all the time, stop. Pray. Ask God for wisdom. He will freely give it to you. Amen. First Timothy, Timothy 6 and 9 says, But they that will be rich fall into temptations and a snare, and unto many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drowns men in destruction and perdition. Let me, uh, let me, let me, let me let some of us off the hook. Everybody has a desire to be rich. Everybody has a desire to have nice things for their families and to enjoy it. God don't have a problem with that. What he has a problem with, if you leave him out of the equation. And it's easy to do when you're just moving through life full stream. Amen. It's easy to forget about God. But doesn't it make sense to just sit still one day and say, Lord, I thank you for all the blessings you have given me. What can I do for you with them? What can I offer you? How can I pay you back some of the things? Amen. What could I do with you with my blessings you gave me? I'm giving them back to you. Amen. Amen. He don't mind you having riches. There's plenty of rich people in the Bible. Wealthy people. Abundantly. People of God had wealth. But it always came down to as soon as they forgot about God, they lost them all. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 10 and 23 says this. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. Meaning beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but all things edifieth me not. Amen. All things are lawful. In our society today, we all know that marijuana is now legal, same-sex marriage is illegal, uh, so many other things that used to be against the law, now is the law. That don't mean that because it's legal, we run out and do them. That's not the, that's not the attributes of God's people. Amen. So everything that's legal, we don't have to do it. Oh, we shouldn't do it because according to God's laws and to God's way of doing things, it's wrong. That's why it's important to stay in the word of God because you can see the do's and you can see the don'ts. 
because we're living in a fallen world and they're going to change things. They're going to change things to make things, to justify themselves, to justify their actions. It's been happening from the beginning of time. James 1 and 12 says this, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which is the Lord. I mean, the Lord has promised to him or to them that loves him. Amen. The crown of life, amen, is eternal life. And that's what we're all striving for is eternal life. That, uh, all of the glory down here they have, all of the things of the world that are so bright and beautiful and everything, nothing compares to eternal life with God. Nothing. We have no idea what it's like. I've had a brother of mine tell me one time, I know I'm going to hell, so I'm going to make my heaven right here on earth. That was his mindset. And believe it or not, a lot of people have that mindset. Amen. And I told him, there's nothing down here, man, that can compare to heaven. Not one thing, not one thing that compared to the blessings that God has. But of course, when you're not in the word or you don't know God's truth, you can't see that. That's why it's important. I'm telling you, you're in the right place right now today in the presence of God and seeking his word. And I'm sure God is smiling down on each and every one of you right here today because you're seeking out his word. You want to know the truth. Amen. Amen. I'm just about done. Let me show you. Um, I'm going to share with you just some of the sources of temptation. Manipulation by others. The manipulations that entices you to sin. That's peer pressure. We all, some, most of us here are grown today and we feel like, well, peer pressure is for kids. You know, we know we're smart enough not to just follow anything. But sometimes you can have uh, people in your circle of friends, people even in your family. Amen. That can entice you to doing sinful things. That's peer pressure and that's manipulation. If you got that person always calling you on the phone, hey, let's go over here to this party or let's go over here to this cabaret. Let's do all this to that. You better watch it. You better be careful of that because they can lead you into some things. Amen. And, and I know you've just been friend with them for years. I had a, a friend that I grew up with. We have, were friends ever since elementary school, up, up until the time he died. And when I sit back and think about a lot of the things I did, I mean, I, I can't blame him, but a lot of things that I did was because he suggested them. Okay, hey, man, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And being a friend, I'm like, okay, I, okay, I'm game, I'm game. I was in that kind of life, amen, where we just did whatever our friends did. We just did whatever our brothers and sisters did. I had three older brothers, none of them in the church. <laughs> so the things that they did, guess who followed right in pursuit? Baby brother, 
I was right behind him doing all the things, and I knew better. I knew better. But I'm just doing what they're doing. It looks good. It looks fun. They got money. They got this. They got fine cars. They got this and that. And I was following pursuit. And I'm telling you, it did not end up well for me. Most of you know my testimony. God delivered me from a 10-year drug addiction. And it was because I was following the popular crowd. <laughs> Amen. It's going on 40 years. I've been free. Amen. Free, thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But all I'm saying is just be careful of your circle of friends or your circle of people you you surround it with and you you hang out with all right justifiable curiosity the desires for knowledge that leads to sin you just want to see for yourself <laughs> some people just want to see for themselves they you you see it on tv all the time the different lifestyles the hollywood people and when they get all this fame and fortune and um, and then all of a sudden it just goes bad the kids end up messed all up. Uh, they end up all messed up. It, you see it on TV every day, but when that temptation comes before you, you say, well, I gotta see for myself. I'm smarter than them, I, I can do it better. You take on, I can do it better. I, I won't make their mistake. But I'm telling you, it's the same old trap. It's the same old trap the enemy has out there. Amen. Inordinate desires, wrong desires, things that grieve God. There are certain things, we don't even have to do it, but if we think about them too much, it can grieve God. And we wonder why this prayer answer, sometimes we can just pray so much about a thing. Oh, Lord, I need this. Lord, would you please bless me with this? Would you bless me with this? And Lord already peeped at that. Okay, if I give him this. Well, I give her this, it's going to become an idol. It's going to become an idol to them. So sometimes Lord will not answer your prayers if you're calling out too hard for a particular thing. I always, I found out through experience, sometimes I pray for something, I pray for something, and um, I don't get it. And then later on when I just say, oh, forget it, maybe it's not for me. A little while after that, bing, here it goes. That thing I've been praying for. I'm like, wow, I thought you forgot about me. <laughs> I thought you forgot about me. But no, I wanted it too bad. If you want it too bad, he'll hold it back. Okay. We all have children. We all have children. And when they're young, they oh, I want this. I want ice cream. I want candy. And you're just like, okay, wait a minute. You want it too bad. Or if you tell them, okay, we'll go in the cookie jar and get it. You know they ain't going to just get one cookie. If they want it that bad, they ain't going to go in there and just get one cookie now. Come on. Amen. God is the same way with us. Amen. We want things too bad. A flag goes up. Okay, why do they want this so bad? Is it for justifiable reasons? Is it for good reasons? I don't know. Maybe I better hold it back for a minute because they want it too bad. Amen. Uh, perception of lost or failure. When we are afraid of missing out, <laughs> when we are afraid of missing out, just because somebody else has something or somebody else are striving to get it, 
Or you hear people say, I've been here, I've been there. You don't, you don't have to be in hot pursuit of what they did. You don't have to be in high pursuit. And you don't have to feel like you're missing out. Your life is your life. Their life is their life. Amen. If they're doing a bunch of wonderful things, be happy for them. Oh, man, nice. That's exciting. But you don't have to say, okay, go back home. Say, we got to check our bank account. We got to do what they did. We got next year. We got to go follow them. Yeah. Leave it alone. Don't be afraid of missing out. What's for you is you. What God has for you, he has for you. What he has for other people, he has for other people. Amen? I got neighbors, amen, in my neighborhood. Um, and it's harmless. When one goes out to cut their grass. The other one, like, man, this is my day off. I, I ain't cut no grass. Next thing you know, they're out there with the lawnmower frustrated. <laughs> Man, because they had to just had to keep up with the neighbor. You don't got to keep up with no neighbor. <laughs> Do you. <laughs> Do you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, to sum it up, Jesus was saying, watch as well as pray. That don't mean pray with your eyes open. That means Keep your spiritual eyes open. Your spiritual eyes open. See the things that the adversary has out there trying to trip you up. And if you're walking around here spiritually blind, you'll fall for a temptation all the time. All the time. So keep your spiritual eyes open. Watch and pray. And remember that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. God bless you. Amen.